0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Topic get hand. And let's see here. Okay, of all the themes to pick from. Which of uh, all the podcasts fucking covered? So you know what? I think we'll give this a little bit of a remix. If you don't mind, I'm going to speak down to earth in a language here that everyone can fucking understand. Happy Wrestling Weekend. Begin. some wrestling news that will be discussed later on and not now. You see, it's called a teaser. You know, have to lead with the imagination. So therefore, it's time for, well, none other than a SmackDown Live review, right? I mean, that's what you all tuned in for. See another Seth Rollins versus Edge, you know, which that was a good match, you know, that was the highlight of the night. Also, Baron Corbin's poor broke ass. I mean, he is a Chiefs fan, so you have to understand, those fans are quite broke. Some of them, not all of them. Some of them claim wealth, and some, like Brittany Mahomes, claim, take claim to being a gold digger. So, I mean, enough football talk. I mean, it is almost season, and tis the season to hate the Chiefs. Blah, 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 blah. Am I ready? Yes, I am ready. So right out the gate, we're just gonna do what we came I came to do, and Pizza Simpson came to do. And that is none of them discussed the card for SummerSlam, the card for Takeover, which is that going to be a disastrous feat for WWE. I mean eighty six thousand people in the greatest stadium There is the greatest stadium there was and the greatest stadium there ever will be, Allegiant Stadium, home of the three-time Super Bowl champion Las Vegas Raiders. It'll feature championship matches. Unfortunately, I don't have a Home Depot bucket full enough for this one. John Cena versus Roman Reigns for the WWE. WWE. Universal Championship, vomit, puke. If this wasn't 2004, I'd be all for it. Uh, Shippewa Nakamura maybe starting off the kickoff show. Again, folks, let me actually get the official card on SmackDown Live.
2: I'm going to do the review just to get out the
1: way so we can get this parte started. All right. All right. I mean, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, yeah. let's hit the music shall we My dearly beloved, loyal is not the Okay, you know what? Please welcome to the show for the third, fourth month straight. Maybe fourth month, I'm not sure. Please welcome to the show I'm doing a show again from the road, which, you know, we shouldn't talk and drive at the same time, ladies and gents. It's not prescribed, but, you know, I just do what's told or asked of me. So, this is the Wrestling Fan Weekend. Please welcome to the Wrestling Weekend extravaganza, Pizza Simpson.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pizza Simpson in the house. What's up?
1: Well, I thought we'd start off things a little bit different. Um, I do have the Smackdown Live results pulled up from my notes. And um, I thought we'd start off the show just a little, you know, touch base um, before we, you know, dive into our normal banter back and forth. So, Smackdown Live... This feature from Phoenix, and, you know, this is, you know, featuring a massive Summer cohesive unit, Raw and SmackDown, so Roman Reigns featured, John Cena, you know, delivered a powerful message, yeah, there's basically a promo fest between Roman and John, um, and I think the main thing, the main focus, I believe, was probably, for me, it was Seth Rollins versus Edge, wow. Um, you want to talk about a match that kind of brought back good feelings? Um, that match was it. Uh, let's see here. Jay Uso and Rey Mysterio face off with one another. And Uso's flash, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Baron Corbin beat Kevin Owens because of disqualification. So Big E ran down the ring because he did. Corbin did take his briefcase, so <laughs> I can understand that interference. spot. Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, okay, they beat Natalya and Tamina. Uh, uh, Shotzi pinned Natalya, for roll up. Otis beat Montez Ford after. Wow, not shocked. He used the Vader bomb with that one. And I want to put Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. They need to please, for the love of God, change the dude's name. I agree with Chris Jericho. Please change. I cannot take that name seriously. Rick Boog and Akamura. the uh, Paulo crews and Commander Aziz. I mean Aziz. Uh, let's see here. Boogs hit him with a pump handle slam. So somebody's obviously a test fan. Bianca Belair, the Selena Vega. I knew that was coming did the KOD, and then Bianca Belair beat Carmella. So, I mean, obviously, so this is a prelude to the greatest event of the summers, but quote-unquote. So that was that. But uh, I came across something, my friend, on my DVR that I, you know, woke up for. And this may be... Either a discussion point or we can save it for later, just like a teaser. So I'm not going to, you know, quite reveal it. But anyways, that does it for the SmackDown Live can Review for Wrestle Radio Network. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go to Russell underscore radio on the Instagram, at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter, and you can message Pete Simpson directly to his Instagram if you want Brian Rails to shut the hell up.
2: Okay, let's get into some NXT TakeOver talk Because that is looming This weekend because we have NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam To get into The first match from um, NXT TakeOver this weekend that we got to talk About is Walter versus Ilya Dragunov Personally, I think Walter is going to retain This title and I expect this to be the Match of the year because These guys have Unbelievable Chemistry with each other And they don't hold back And they just beat the literal shit out of each other All the fucking time They had Walter and Ilya Dragunov Had the best match of the pandemic era Last year And I expect that here But I expect Walter To retain the title What do you think?
1: Um I don't know, man. You know, WWE tends to throw us through a loop. Sometimes they surprised us. Uh, last pay-per-view with, you know, Nikki Ash. Uh, no, not NXT, but, you know, results-wise, they've surprised us. So, I don't know. I'm going to say that Ilya Dragunov might pull up a big upset. Maybe uh, because of Imperium, the strength and numbers, I think, but I expect maybe a return from Pete Dunne. Not Pete Dunne, but, uh, well... How do I put this? Uh, forget the big, strong boys. I uh, right, they're a tag team in NXT UK. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tyler Bate. There we go. Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. I'm expecting some help from those two to be a surprise for Ilya Dragunov. Because Imperium, yes, they play the number game. They're like the UK uh, undisputed. And, yes, I agree with you on the fact that Walter and Ilya have a very good chemistry with one another. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of leaning towards Elias Dragunov on this one. They might WWE has the tendency to surprise us every once in a great blue moon, so I might go the opposite uh, prediction of Walter retaining.
2: Right, um. WWE kind of like leans towards the w- the NXT unit, the U- the NXT UK title having a very long 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 title reigns and walter is in the middle of that right now and with Vince McMahon getting his fingers involved in everything i could see them wanting to leave that belt there because walter is bigger and more of a more of a uh, attraction as opposed to the plucky upstart ilya dragonoff but that is definitely going to be the show stealer, and probably the best match of the weekend. Next up for the NXT title, Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe. I see Samoa Joe taking this title with Karrion Cross going up to the main roster, but what I just read in the dirt sheets is the reason that Scarlett Bordeaux is not being – sent up right away is she hasn't fa- she hasn't passed the main show physical so there could be that where they maybe want to hold off cro- bringing cross up until and- they can bring them up as a complete package but i'm going to lean more towards joe taking the nxt title what do you think pal
1: my take on that is they better, you know, put the title on Joe because it'd be pointless if you do all this build, you know, and carrying Cross and him, you know, feuding back and forth. They're doing it correctly, and then all of a sudden, kaboom! That's like Triple H and uh, Sting all over again at Mania Thirty One. Yeah, all this fucking build and, flop, and, and Hunter says, "Oh, I claim you know." I'm like, no. No, let's be real Samoa Joe has to go over If he doesn't I won't be upset Because I know that's how WWE You know they, they That's how they do some things Okay I'm not the all known expert But if I'm going with anybody I'm going with Samoa Joe Because Karrion Cross cannot hold a candle to Samoa Joe If I'm being fucking honest Yes he's physical Yes he's a big but he's also stupid And if he can't pass the physical Wow that's saying something pal
2: That's not him who can't pass the physical. It's Scarlett, not him. So moving on, Raquel Gonzalez. Moving on, Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai for the NXT title. This is probably going to be Raquel Gonzalez retaining this title with a strong showing. But I definitely think maybe this might be something where we might see a screwy finish and we might see this feud extended for a little bit but I look to see Raquel Gonzalez to, to look really good here.
1: You know, <laughs> it would be a bad idea to put the title on Dakota Kai. Cause not, she really does not have the pull of an Io e. Shirai or an Asuka or anybody that was bigger the name than her. Not to take anything away from Dakota, but I'm just going <laughs> to agree with you on this one. There's gonna be some kind of screwy finish where the fans are like, Whoa, wait a minute, oh and then Triplunk, the title falls back in Raquel Gonzalez's lap.
2: Yeah. Um we got LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. In the continuation, in the continuation of their feud, I'm not really interested in this. But with Ted DiBiase being in Cameron Grimes's corner, I can see this being Cameron Grimes taking this and pretty much putting an end to this because this has been going on for a while. So, I don't know. I don't know. There
1: might be something screwy with DiBiase and their little minds of. Uh... Utilizing him as a ring valet, or ring manager, whatever. All I'm gonna say is, dude, DiBiase and Cameron Grimes, corner, does pose an interesting uh, story aspect of it. So, my money's on Grimes as well.
2: Cool. And in the main event, we got three stages of hell. The um, final, the finals of the long-standing rivalry between Adam Cole. And Kyle O'Reilly, this feud has been lasting a super long time that's lasted uh, several promotions, including Ring of Honor. The former future Shock has taken their feud to NXT, and they got three stages of hell this time with a, a normal match, and I don't know what the other stipulations are, but it's definitely two gimmick matches probably a submission match because Kyle is a um submission guy and a street fighter cage match one or the other but um i definitely see Kyle O'Reilly i definitely see Kyle O'Reilly taking this with Adam Cole's future uh, with um WWE in doubt i don't know where he i don't know where he's going so i see Kyle O'Reilly taking this and Adam Cole moving on after the, this match with what? What do you think, Kyle? You
0: know,
1: I I definitely can see the angle of Kyle goes over because if Adam goes over, what does he have to gain from it? Other than to prove the point that technically, out of all the undisputed era members, I I normally uh, I don't play following the trends, but Uh, I was in Chicago With my friend And They're chanting For Adam Cole You know Adam Cole baby So to me Yes I agree That Kyle O'Reilly Is going to go over Because It's his turn You know All this jazz Yada blah You know Undisputed era Finally over For the umpteenth time And Let me just point this out If Adam Cole Gets pulled up You know called to go to one of the main rosters, it's going to feel weird because him by himself, can he really carry himself? The answer is yes. So, him losing at- <laughs> is not a big deal. Except for this one problem. Very few know who the fuck Kyle O'Reilly is. So, I hate to break it to you, bud, but once upon a time, you were somebody, like Adam Cole said. And even if you do win this match, it's I don't know. It's kind of like the whole Marty Janetti, Shawn Michaels thing. And I'm guessing you know who Marty Janetti would be, right, folks? That would be Kyle O'Reilly. Shawn Michaels of this story would be Adam Cole. He does throw a nice super kick if you catch my drift. So that's my take on it, folks, not to drift too far into, you know, nostalgia.
2: Are you out of your mind? You're comparing Kyle O'Reilly to Marty Janetti? Look, That's dude, a bit left. I mean,
1: if, you ask, if you ask any of the wrestling fans before NXT kind of hit a – they kind of hit the – I'm just using it as a comparison as to, like, big names. Does any casual wrestling fan know who Kyle O'Reilly is outside of the normal WWE crowd? Role? But as soon as you say Adam Cole, all of a sudden you hear, Bay, Bay. Do you hear Kyle O'Reilly,
2: baby? The same same people who know who Adam Cole (laughs) is know who Adam – the same people who know Adam Cole know the same people know know Kyle O'Reilly. It's all the same wrestling fans, bro. You're completely wrong. You
1: have to do a knockoff (laughs) of uh, Orange Cassidy. Like, come on, man. I'm just
2: saying, I'm just saying uh, That's opinion. just wearing clothes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to
0: make
2: this
0: fun, dude.
2: So, um, let's see. Moving. So tonight we got smack. We got SummerSlam. SummerSlam is emulating from from. Uh, Saturdays which is kind of which is kind of different which I like. Um the we got the first match up is going to be um uh, for the Raw Tag titles AJ and Omos uh, versus RK Bro. I see um AJ and Omos retaining the titles with this loss pushing a pushing a um, further wedge in between R. K. Bro with their inevitable turn on each other.
1: Yeah, that's kinda of gonna implode. You know, Randy doesn't get along with uh very many guys to say the least. I mean his best pairing was Edge once upon a time and look what happened. And then you know, he once upon a time joined the Wyatt family and look what happened there. So yeah, I agree. I don't think that RK bro is going to last. I mean, I could, we could be wrong. Could it be another rock and Sock connection? No, but, um, yeah, I see AJ and almost the, uh, God my that clumsy elf. I swear to God, they, I could go on non on folks off tangent, but I'm not going to. So I'm just going to say, um, I see RK bro losing and imploding for a reason. RKO at some point in the match. And then, uh, AJ and
2: Omo taking advantage. One, two, three. They retain. Yes, sir. Eva Marie is taking on Alexa Bliss, the spooky Alexa Bliss. I uh, don't really care about this match. This is going to be something I fast-forward through. Um, Alexa Bliss is going to win with interference from the spooky doll, and Eva's going to do her best acting job.
1: God, they let that thing wrestle? I'm sorry, folks, but even Marie. I mean, not to draw on from past experience of watching that person wrestle, but dear Lord, I don't know if if we really want to torture ourselves for that one.
2: That's That's just where I'm at right now with that one. You know, that's going to be something to give the crowd a let-up and let them walk around for a little bit, because that's definitely something that I would go buy my T-shirt. And uh, speaking of another match that I would buy my T-shirt, talk about a fall for grace for the former WWE champion Drew McIntyre. He's taking on Jinder Mahal here and um this is a feud that i definitely wouldn't want to watch and i see drew taking the win here and me maybe falling asleep um drew versus gender yuck
1: i just wow didn't this come a little too late after three and b broke up and he's no longer there i mean isn't this a worse for where Kind of like, okay, we got to fill a time slot on the card, so uh, gender Drew. You guys. I bet you, if anything, that's how that conversation worked out. But, um, God, if I had to pick anyone, I'm probably sure, yeah, Drew. I'm going to pick Drew. Uh, gender just came back from injury, so, man, you know, it's, I, his students are going to try and interfere. They'll get thrown out, and they'll get up, whatever. Crowd's gonna eat it up, blah blah blah. Oh, and um, yeah, McIntyre.
2: Right on. Um, for the U.S. title, Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Um, Sheamus is the U.S. champion. Damian Priest is the up and comer. I think Damian Priest is gonna take the title. I don't. I haven't seen this match, but I, mean, I haven't seen their run with each other on Monday Night Raw. But I could definitely see that Damian would. Damien taking this, because he had to match with, he had the match with Bad Bunny, and, um, you know, so that must, they must think he's something to give him a main event, at, a semi-main event at WrestleMania, so why not put the U.S. title on him? Man, another match I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I was
1: about to say, I was like, Yes, they are Monster Factory grads. Match props to Danny Cage and his boys, you know, wrestling each other. Um, But at the same time, aside from that accolade, I'm going to go with Damian Priest because dude is amazing in-ring, although it's kind of, um, you know, the U.S. title really doesn't hold a meaning in WWE anymore, um, any more than anything, but does drive you going for it. Great. Uh, Good luck to both competitors, but... uh, yeah, you're right. I don't give a shit about this match either, to be honest with you. It really doesn't hold a place other than my heart other than the fact that those two came from a uh, very good wrestling school, and Danny Cage is, is beaming with pride. So um, uh, if I choose, again, I'll repeat in a circle. Damian Priest is uh, going to get the W win, <coughs> the champion. Yay, thumbs up.
2: Word and in uh, one of the marquee matches, Edge versus Seth Rollins. I think Edge is this is probably going to steal WrestleMania. Edge has had a pretty great run ever since coming back. He's come up short in a lot of things that he's done, but he's definitely delivered some spectacular matches with some great with some great spots that left you gasping. You know. Um, after losing a bunch of matches, I definitely think this is the one where Edge gets his victory back and you know wins his mad wins wins one after losing the big one a few times.
1: Well, yes, because this is like the comeuppance for Seth Rollins. Seth is a very brilliant heel. It's been done before, you know, but I think it, Those two are going to have a Broadway-length Match, there's going to be gigging Whether you like it or not, folks There's going to be some blood
2: I No, there's not
1: because Edge, I know, but I have a feeling Edge should go against the grain Here It's going to be a straight wrestling match no. Edge can do that too But, uh I don't, you know, for them to add color or not, it's still going to be a decent match, I believe, on the card. So my, my pick on this is going to be Edge. If Rollins wins, it kind of proves pointless. So their match on SmackDown Live, wow. Please continue the awesomeness into SummerSlam.
2: Okay, go for the for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair taking on Sasha Be- Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks got her little crew with her now, Carmella and Selena Vega. I still think that Bianca is gonna take this match because she needs some wins, and Sasha can stand to lose. So I'm gonna take Bianca Belair in this one and. Uh, yeah, a whole but a lot of matches that I don't wanna watch.
1: Oh man, there's gonna be a whole lot of interference. It's gonna get the crowd all riled up. But um to be honest with you, um I am gonna take Bianca Belair on this one as well. Uh simply folks because like my co host adamantly stated that, you know, she needs this win to makes some credibility for her career. If Sasha wins, that proves fucking nothing. And the fact that uh, she's just, you know, a big powerhouse name, you know, from NXT, old NXT, you know, and I think it's somebody else's turn. So, yeah, I'm going with the ESD or B E S D of uh, SmackDown or, you know, main roster in general. So, Bianca, yeah. Girl, you do go here. Right on.
2: <laughs> for the smackdown for the smackdown um for the smackdown tag team championships usos are going to be defending against ray and dominic i feel like this is going to be the match on the pre-show i see usos retaining this match and retaining clean
1: yeah i uh, i also see it as a pre-show match as well they probably have two because SummerSlams like mania the length is quite lengthy, so why not have two pre matches, uh the Usos. It's gonna be very back and forth. Hopefully, you know, it's a good pacing to the match for both sides. Um I'm gonna say the Usos as well. I honestly got sick of yeah. Ray and Dominic went no. If they win people are gonna be like, Well, I guess they went to the front office and uh complained to Vince about the results and that's why, you know, he's raised boy I'm like, fuck that shit, dude. If they lose, they lose. If they win, they win. So I'm gonna pick the Usos.
2: Right on. Right on. I think that's gonna be Usos straight up. Especially with the with Roman needing to be booked strong. I see the Usos continuing to get the the runoff of all the Roman Roman push, you know, the whoever's get whoever's close to Roman right now is getting pushed too because Roman's being pushed to the moon. For the WWE Championship, this is one that I'm interested in seeing. I really hope that this doesn't go more. I really hope that this goes. I don't know what to say because. I don't want to see this match because I wanted to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but we got Bill Goldberg instead versus Bobby Lashley, and I think Goldberg is going to take this match, man. I hate to say it. I feel like Goldberg is going to take this match and then Bobby Lashley is going to win at the next pay-per-view or a Raw two weeks from now, but I think, like, this is going to be seven minutes tops with Goldberg winning with a jackhammer.
1: Yeah. Spear versus Spear. Boring versus boring. You know, Lashley improved a shit ton because of MVP. I keep saying it. MVP is the main reason why Lashley's an interesting pack now. I'm just gonna tell you because he absolutely obliterated Kofi Kingston last, you know. Thing. So now they gave him a challenge, right? So I'm going to personally take Goldberg on this one because you know MVP is going to get involved. You know, there's going to be some false finishes between these two, two uh, warriors, you know. But I'm gonna say I. This match shows no interest in mine either because
2: Goldberg is older than dirt, and he's still wrestling. I don't. I think it. I'm just gonna leave it at Goldberg. That's it. I'm not gonna go off tangent. Right. Um. In um for the women's for the women's Raw Women's Championship, Nikki Ash, almost superhero, versus Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. You know, I'm going to say that I think that Charlotte would have been pulled from this match, but she's been already advertised for it. But after Charlotte had blown off a couple of house show events to be with Andrade, and being his being his locker room for his triple A his triple A mega championship, I definitely don't see Charlotte being rewarded here and if I'm gonna go pick between Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley right now, I'm just gonna take Nikki Ash because she has a little bit of a thing going and yeah, I think Nikki Ash is going to squeak by and beat Rhea Ripley.
1: I think they, this is what I'm going to bring it back a few weeks. So, um, yes, yeah, I believe Nikki Ash, because controversy with Charlotte Flair, unless that something changes and they, they want to piss off the crowd, but I don't see that happening. So, I'm going to point out the fact that... It should be Nikki Cross, not Nikki Ass. That fucking bothers me to no end. That Nikki Cross's character couldn't get over with fans. Are you kidding me? It's more than a comedy act, but yes. Nikki, What's uh, the Nikki problem? Nikki win because, yeah, she's turned into one comedy act now, but not as champions. I mean, at least she's got the strap, but... I still have issue with the character change, but that's just me.
2: She's good. she's Ticky created ass. a source of revenue for herself, and she's created a world title run. What's the problem? She had to I put a mask I'm on. Saying,
1: dude, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I would like it if one for once they would go with a character that's off the wall. You know what I mean? But I get it. I get the whole marketing aspect of it.
2: WWE is a little bit different than regular wrestling. It's not just something that's just wrestling. You also have to sell stuff and be marketable and be more than just professional wrestling. That's why Chris Van Wad and guys like Chad Gable and Jason Jordan and Dolph Ziggler aren't champions in WWE. That's really what it is because it's not it's not just that.
1: Well, I also remember someone telling me a long time ago, it's like you can be as unique as you want to be. But you better fall in line if you want to get someplace in the company. That's just that's just what I was told. But we'll leave it at we'll leave it at that folks. Well will As, you know, as the winner. Uh, in that triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Good luck to all the competitors at SummerSlam. Um, yeah. So anyways, moving on.
2: Mm in the main event, Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. I think Roman Reigns is going to retain this championship against John Cena because John Cena is just coming in for a cup of coffee and hanging out for a little while and getting making the rounds to help out. And Roman... Roman is going to be fed John Cena to be made look stronger because I think the ultimate goal is all roads to lead to Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania. And we got to have Roman looking like Superman to be taking on The Rock. And I think this is going to be a big title, title retain, title retention. I, I just said retention. Roman's going to win.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's a no-doubter right there, man, because Roman, you know, he comes in, he beats, you know, the likes of Edge, who just came out of, you know, his tech injury. He returned to the Royal Rumble, great return, beats Edge. Now he turns right around and beats another legend like John Cena. That builds up his resume. You're right, John Cena's doing his rounds, drinking some coffee, eating the horrible catering. And then going out and losing to Roman Reigns, that's kind of apropos, right? So what if, though, if John Cena breaks the uh, 16-time world title belt record? And, you know, this is just a theory of mine. What if Big E cashes in his briefcase and loses, folks? What if? Yeah. I mean, it could happen. It could. But like my partner in crime is saying, realistically speaking, Cena's there to help build upon, you know, he's helping Roman build his resume and make him look strong. So, yes, he's going to give him the fight of his life. Is he going to just lay down for him? The answer is no. And, uh, you know, here's the thing, I think it's funny when people think that, oh, just because of a certain thing or certain element, it's going to automatically make somebody win a match, just because Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman in his corner, that motivation, Paul Heyman barely gets involved in a match to begin with.
2: Yep. So that's the SummerSlam. That brings us to the conclusion on our SummerSlam review there. Moving on to AEW. AEW's had a busy week um with a with a light Wednesday in my opinion. And a really, really, really strong Friday night, so let's talk a little a e w dynamite um I don't know oh, yeah. about you pal, but I don't know about you pal, but I ended up watching this whole show um <clears throat> this started off with Eddie Kingston and Mox being attacked by two point in the They got attacked by 2.0 And Daniel Garcia Sting and Darby made the save And this turned into Sting and Darby Versus 2.0 Sting with his first match On TNT in 20 years Or something like that what a what a what a fun little um what a fun little what a fun little brawl. I really enjoyed Darby Allen. No matter how much I am annoyed by him or wanna dislike him, I really feel that he has this breakneck pace. Which I really, really like. And he did this he did this really interesting spot where he did the tightrope walk where he walked on the edge of the, uh, of the, like, section in the, in the stadium. Um, Sting, Sting ate a powerbomb through a table and no-sold it and, and, uh, just no-sold it and gave 2.0 a, 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 uh Stinger, a double scorpion death drop, and threw both of them in the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the scorpion death lock. I thought that was really funny, man. Um, Sting and Darby. Sting looks pretty good. No matter how much I want to dislike it, I think Sting. It's pretty cool that Sting's on TV. And fuck it, I can't. I can't hate. Tony Schiavone, I think it's the guiding light and the saving grace and the oversaturated AEW booth, i got to say. The commentary booth is filled with way too many people. Next up, um, Sean Spears was taking on Sammy Guevara. And let me tell you, man, if, sh- if there was a button and I could eradicate one person and that person would be gone forever, it would be Sean Spears. And I don't know I don't like this guy And this was uh, This was uh, pretty This was pretty pretty boring And I fast forwarded through most of this And this is the one of those Indie spot fests where Sean kicked out of a 630 And a 630 Splash and there was a DVD A Death Valley Driver Off the Top Ropes And a bunch of stuff, and Sammy Guevara picked up the win with the with the reverse with the reverse go to sleep. That was pretty cool. Then there was a Don Callis, Don Callis promo with Christian. I fast forwarded that. <laughs> Out of here right away. I'm definitely not watching that. Uh, next up, we had a little thing from Dante Martin. He he had a lot of cool shit, man. Dante Martin is pretty cool, and being like 20 years old, I can't wait to see what he's gonna be like when he's um, when he's a little bit older. But being in being in AEW, he's only gonna learn how to do more flips, and and uh, he's only gonna do more flips. He's not gonna really learn and. And uh, advance and get some actual ring psychology there in AEW. So next up, Dan Lambert was back and he was talking about the time he got his ass kicked at AEW by uh, Lance Archer and he brought he brought um, Andre Alarski with him and Junior Dos Santos. Two legit. Legit stuff, guys. Lance Archer decided he was sick and tired of uh, Dan Lambert talking his fucking shit, so he went out there and go get him some. But he was jumped by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and they kicked his ass in the they kicked his ass in the uh, in the aisleway. Um, so that was pretty funny. Next up was a y- Y2J promo. Nope, I'm not watching that. Chris uh, uh, Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. After a while, you know. You get you've seen you know after a while you've seen enough young bucks match you've seen enough young bucks matches and uh, this was just another one and after after the end of this of course you know that the young bucks won after watching this and seeing the young bucks and Chris you know why keep saying Chris Kenny Omega beat up everybody and and be the big tough guys and it just really just Stuck with me that the biggest nerds in wrestling are 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 just running shit, and it's it's really awful. It's really really awful. I was really hating up this. Sh- I was really hating on this show at this point. They <laughs> they uh, they being the young bucks and Kenny Omega really sucked the life out of the room for me.
1: They do have that effect uh, on... And just Ever since they've been, like I said, I don't like people who book for themselves. I honestly feel that when Jeff Jarrett did that in WCW or when Russo and Hogan... Or not Russo and Hogan, but... There are a lot of names that can be named with that and Young Bucks. They... I don't know if it's maybe Powers got into their head or don't want to be challenged. I don't know, folks. I don't, honestly, know. And seeing their work in AEW thus far, I, I just... I don't know what to say other than please look outside yourself and maybe challenge yourself to find a tag team. Japan, stateside, UK, doesn't matter. Quit looking for yourself, damn it. That's all I'm
2: Yeah, man. You know, I, there's a lot of fast-forwarding for me on this show, but uh, finally we got uh, Britt Baker, who is kind of interesting. I swear, I swear everybody, on, everybody on this show except the elite is more interesting. I want to see less elite and more everybody else. Finally, Britt Baker was on, and she she uh, told her she's she had a little she had a little promo here, and she br- she brought out her backup Jamie Hayer, I believe her name was, and told Red Velvet to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Matt Hardy promo, nope, I'm not watching that. Big Show and QT promo, not watching that. I'm not, I'm definitely not watching that. Um, Another Young Bucks segment, guess what I did? Fast forward it. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. I'll never watch. Let me tell you, I'll never watch anything with Brian Cage in it, man. Like I will never, ever, ever, ever watch anything with Brian Cage in it. And then we got another, uh, we we fast forwarded to Pocket Andrade setting up their their match. Pocket Andrade is going to be very fucking good. I think that's going to be very 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 good. And moving on, we got Thunder Rosa and Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford looked looked great. Just she looked great, but she could definitely use a little bit more ring time. She 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 definitely isn't as as seasoned as Thunder Rosa. And Thunder Rosa came off looking like the star in every way here. Um, Penelope looked good, but Thunder Rosa picked up the win after Penelope kept trying to go for her Moodle Lock um, finishing hold, which is a great finish. But Thunder Rosa has an extensive MMA background and is able to is able to reverse out of these holes and revert when Penelope goes for the muda lock the second time. Thunder is able to trap, is able to trap Penelope's foot and locks in a deep, deep, deep chokehold and 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 taps out Penelope with a leg trap, with a leg trap chokehold. Fucking sweet finishing hold, man. I thought that was pretty sick, um then we got a really good finally after having after having Arn Anderson in the company for however long, they finally let him talk. arn and was out there with his son Brock, and Arn was t- you know talking to the crowd and telling them how he felt about getting his lights turned out by Malachi Black. And so next week it's going to be Malachi Black and Brock Anderson. Even though Arn pleaded with his son to not take this match, Brock... Brock Lesnar, he has to prove it to himself and to his father that he's got to he's got to stand up for the Anderson name and and stand up and fight. I I like the things on this show, other than other than the the elite man. I I want to like this show, but I can't in some aspects. So we got a we got a mural promo. We got a Miro promo. I'm good there. I, I fast forward and then we got a Moxley promo. And uh in the in the main event, Chris Jericho took on MJF and in the uh in the in the fifth Labor so, um, after all this after all this time, MJF picks up the win and taps out Chris Jericho. Um this is probably going to lead to a. This is probably going to lead to a retirement angle between for Chris Jericho, but I, I don't really care either way. I fast forwarded this. I, I fast forwarded most of AEW this week because I don't really give a shit. So let's talk about what happened on Friday night. Um, I'm just going to go out and say it and not hold back. CM Punk is back in professional wrestling And it was a insane moment in Chicago, Illinois And no matter how much of a cynical, uptight fan I want to be And want to try to shit on things I'm not going to shit on this And good for Punk and good for AEW And good for Chicago I think AEW was kind of lacking one of these moments I think that they've they've done kind of they've kind of done well for their niche market but they needed something that really 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 shook them like when Lex Luger walked out on WCW Nitro for the first time if that makes sense you know what I'm saying um, I think it's great And I think that CM Punk is somebody that gives them star power um, Great, great segment I don't know what was el- what else was on the show Because I'm pretty sure that the rest of it was irrelevant after that point <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm going to tag in Because I know you definitely got something to say about CM Punk coming in but um, yeah, man, cool moment.
1: I I personally feel, dude, this is a long time coming. It has nothing to do with his, you know, at you know, the outrage, you know, the show getting cut from WWE uh, Raw Talk or Talking Smack. No, folks, this is about revival of a man who has been out of wrestling for quite some time, uh, minus, you know, seven being a years. sports analyst, literally could be Huh?
2: Seven years.
1: Seven years, yes, seven years. And you guys, look, a lot of influences can be talked about in pro wrestling. Uh, let's see here. Macho Man, The Ultimate Warrior, uh, Sandman, Sabu, have uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin names that you want to say that can actually fucking talk that can mic. please one, but then you have CM Punk, and I don't care, dude. I may be a cynic in a lot of shit as far as you know being cynical about AEW, but my partner, the my my my, my co-host should say, Pizza Simpson is absolutely one hundred percent right. CM Punk is an influence in professional wrestling. Whether you agree with it or whether you disagree with it, whether you love him, whether you hate him, the guy is like that itch you just have to scratch. And when I watched the DVR back, I fast-forwarded through some of that bullshit. And let me tell you, the one thing that I paid attention to was CM Punk. And that is because the guy can mic, uh, not only Kenny, Mike. He could, blindfold, he could blindfold the guy, hand him a microphone, set him in front of it, and he could talk about popsicles and make it interesting. So, I mean, yes, it was from Chicago. Did they have anything to do with coincidence? No. But AEW needs somebody other than the elite bucking it up, you know, and, and not to say that Jericho or Rhodes or anyone else is it up, but son of a bitch, that was the injection that AEW so desperately needed because without Punk, let me tell you something, folks, now he has my attention. He does. Because uh, AEW lacked any kind of wow moment. That was their wow moment. And didn't, you know, to get Punk Chance going, to get... That moment where you stop As a wrestler and you say to yourself Wow
0: I'm
1: back (laughs) It's just what what it fucking felt like dude It felt like man It's been so long since we've seen you dude It's good to see you back on TV again Involved
2: It was definitely a cool moment
1: Yes It was definitely a cool moment And just so you know folks The reasoning behind Off the rails the theme has nothing to do with me. It's to do with one of my influences, CM Punk. The guy spoke out for a reason. He didn't just take his lumps or, oh, you know, you take one for the business, you give back to the business as the speech is given to you. No, this dude is the emblem of speaking out for those who can't speak. And I just personally feel it's like, wow, um, I actually copied and pasted some notes, and it's just like the cult of personality hit, and it's like, wow, he kept true to his word, dude. That's who he is as a wrestler. That's who he is as a person, and that's why I look up to him as one of the influences because he's not afraid to go out on that So-called limb and fucking speak his mind. That's why Punk is one of my favorite dudes of all time. It doesn't matter if you tell me, well, he, you know, he's a miscreant or, oh, you know, he, he spoke out against Vince. Join the fucking club. A lot of guys speak out against Vince. A lot of guys speak out against Hunter. But that's besides the point. AEW finally had their aha moment. About goddamn time they did Sorry, I get my emotions wrapped up in the best memes. That dude's one of the best of all time. Yeah. He's up there with Savage. He's up there with Hogan. He's up there with, believe it or not, Mike skills-wise, he's up there with The Rock.
2: I don't know about all that.
1: (laughs) As I said, I get wrapped up in the moment.
2: So and yeah, SummerSlam.
1: So,
2: so AEW Slam, Yeah. So yeah, we got a big uh we got a big weekend of wrestling. We, some big news we got hit with this weekend.
1: Yes my friend, which I think is a perfect segue. Um let me see if I can find some well, let me put you on mute here for just a second. We're gonna pause the station identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network. Stand by. Okay, folks, it's that time of the show where we're gonna have one question this time. And we're gonna put three minutes on the clock. Depending upon, you know, how my part decides to answer. So the subject for one hot take, and please forgive the music, we do not own the rights to of the VIG, so uh <laughs> just this one we're gonna give some East Coast flavor. <clears throat> <coughs> <laughs> okay, so three minutes on the clock. We're going to take from the, what social media has said and different various articles regarding what Roman Reigns has fired shots at CM Punk because he said, well, look, I understand where he's come from in some aspects, but he's not as over as The Rock. He's not as over as... So we had to take into consideration. I took my steps, and necessary steps, to get where I'm at today. So I'm going to ask my partner what you think of the statements made, what your thoughts, personal thoughts for the statements made by Roman Reigns uh, on a podcast regarding CM Punk.
2: I agree with that. I agree with Roman Reigns. CM Punk is is not that over? He is not as over as John Cena and The Rock. The CM Punk is only super over in Chicago. CM Punk is not over in the sense where he's going on these talk shows and he's not going on. He's not going on the you know Jimmy Kimmel and he's not being in the Fast and the Furious. He's not crossed over into the. He's not crossed over into mainstream. He's not cross, crossed over into pop culture like John Cena and The Rock has. Yes, he's popular, but he's not that popular. Okay, boom. Let's
1: see if I have my notes for you. So that answers that question. So, okay. <laughs> Let's see here. What does this say? Okay, so the next subject on hand. McFoley also, you know, took the reins and defended CM Punk. So there's a rebuttal. McFoley basically stated, you know, he sparked a whole outrage the fact that Roman had said something about Punk. But you know, McFoley basically said that he's damn good and he's damn over. Now I want personal thoughts on Mick's statement about CM Punk also. What are your thoughts on Mick's words about Punk?
2: I think that I think that Mick is I think Mick is trying to just stand up for CM Punk and not trying to and trying to not diminish what what Punk has accomplished in professional wrestling. I I. Don't think that see, I don't think that Mick is Looking at the broader scale And looking at the grander Scale uh, the grander scheme of things And sure in the scheme Of in the scheme of professional wrestling CM Punk has cro- CM Punk has done a, done a lot But he He's only a big star In professional wrestling Boom
1: Okay and last but not least, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Okay, so lately in the headlines, real quick, Heath Miller, or yeah, Heath Miller said that no matter what superstar was getting some bit of popularity, if they were a mid Carter, they were always held back by Vince. Your personal take on that, my friend.
2: Repeat the question? He said that mid Carters so are personally called- held back... He says that Keith
1: Miller has claimed that Vince McMahon intentionally holds back WWE stars to get popular, or, or who get popular push. So in other words, guys like Zack Ryder, or Heath Slater, at one point. Um, do you think that? Do I do think,
2: think that? Do I think that Vince McMahon has a personal hand at sabotaging? <clears throat> Ooh, sabotaging card Talent um, I personally think that he throws things on you To see how that you will react to them I think he tries to put you under pressure and, To see if you can survive it And come out on top of it And still be popular In the cases of guys like Zack Ryder And Heath Slater Those guys were never going to do that much
1: <laughs> I agree.
2: They're, those guys' feelings I mean, like were only so far and no offense to them. They're 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 definitely funny and talented, but they're definitely not going to be the people who main event WrestleMania and WrestleMania who who are gonna main event the big four pay per views. When you when you wanna sell Network subscriptions, are you going to Sell it with whoever the WWE champion Is versus Heath Slater I'm not buying that But that's my answer to that Alright, so that does
1: it for one <clears> time <throat> And then and we're going to Segue right into One, one of my yeah my Upcoming favorite segments The good one folks Please listen, you know, subscribe To his Instagram And be sure Pay attention, please, to his words and expansions outside of the normal realm of professional wrestling. This uh, The following content does not have any reflection on the following companies, ABJW, BJW, GCW, ICW, NWA, WWE, ROH, or any other company that Pizza Simpson overtly covers. If you are offended by any of these Outside opinions. Well, then, you know, tough notch. All right, we're not responsible for any feelings, emotional, or impacted feelings. So, without further ado, folks, let's kick back and enjoy a slice of pizza. A slice of pizza. Monkeys in the truck. Can you please hit the music?
2: ACW No Holds Bar. This is No Holds Bar 17, emulating from some bar in Texas. I loved it because it gave me some shotgun Saturday night vibe. Some shotgun Saturday night vibes. And this uh, show picked up with uh, some guys from the Heavy Metal promotion in Texas. Great Scott versus Aaron Mercer. Great Scott. He, I was a little tickled by the fact that he came to the ring with uh, his actual ring gear on and not some jeans or whatnot because there was deathmatch, you know, deathmatch weapons out there and that gave me a that 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 thought that was funny. This uh, match turned out. This match wasn't so good, but it was a nice opener. Where it it really was kind of clumsy, but it um it, it was it was mostly just a brawl. This um picked this this picked up towards the end with um, Aaron Mercer p- winning with a kind of a deadlift pile driver onto glass. I really liked that. Next up Brandon Kirk was taking on the MMA the MMA tough guy Justin Kyle. Brandon Kirk came out with Casey Kirk and these two are definitely the biggest heels in the company and get the biggest crowd reactions. Justin Kyle is another badass, another badass and uh this this was pretty awesome. Right away Casey Casey uh Casey Kirk was talking shit, which I really liked. And Brandon Kirk got tossed into a door right away. Fucking Kyle's a monster, bro. Uh, and then uh after pulling after pulling <laughs> he, uh, Dustin Justin Kyle pulls Brandon Kirk from the remnants of the door and just starts kicking his ass. <laughs> no 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 weapons just start really just laying in shots. And uh after after a distraction Brandon Kyle t- Brandon uh Kirk takes over with two chair shots and uh just starts Sawing away at Justin's head with an actual saw. Um, that's a good way to catch up. If you can't keep up with live rounds, you know, being thrown by the big bad, the big bad badass who can knock you the fuck out, might as well just get the cut on him. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see. This um, this uh, this ends this ends when Scott Norton. This ends when Scott Norton comes out to even up the odds, and Justin Kyle power bombs. <laughs> Justin Kyle power bombs Casey Kirk onto Brandon through a door for the win. This was pretty awesome. I thought it was. I, I thought it was pretty fun. I really like Justin Kyle, and I really like Brandon Kirk because uh, Brandon really fucking really is annoying. Satu Jin was up with up to uh, was up next with one of my favorite Neil Diamond Cutter, who's a total freak who's always getting beat the fuck up. He was taking on he was taking on Nightmare Freddy, which I really fucking like. And um, since Headhunter A couldn't be there, t- he couldn't be there. Danny Demento. The president and owner of ICW stepped in, and they just had themselves a nice fucking brawl. And, um, you know, it was everything that you would think it would be, bro. Blood and guts, and and um, yeah, man, this was awesome. I really enjoyed this. Neil Diamond Cutter is a fucking freak. He kicked out of a top rope pile driver. Excuse me, I should say top chain. Don't forget that no ICW No Holds Bar is a fe, is a show with chain ropes as opposed to regular ropes, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. Satu Jin picks up the win with a splash through glass. You should always remember, there's a lot of glass used in these things. Next up was Akira versus Masada. This, this is a... This is this is this is a really uh this is a blood this is a blood match right here man and when you say Akira versus Masada this sounds like Mortal Kombat characters and uh, starting up the uh, starting off the old deathmatch legend Masada is be- just he just starts off like beating up and just bullying Akira, just kicking the fuck out of him and just you know what I mean, just kicking his ass. <laughs> and um, Akira just returns favor by uh, just trying to go straight to grinding fucking weapons into his head and grinding shit into his into his face and um Akira hits a fucking big running dropkick on the flo- a running dropkick on the floor back in the ring Masada returns the favor with a real sick Japanese style folding powerbomb on the chair it looked really really good i really really enjoyed this match the the show up until this point was it was a good show but this was definitely the um this was definitely the um the the saving grace so uh, yeah this got um, this got a little this got a little gross after after a while this was this was a normal brawl, but uh, uh masada stepped up the uh, masada stepped up the violence by jamming a bunch of gross skewers <coughs> excuse me jamming a bunch of gross skewers into Kira's head and then hit a sheer drop brain buster on a chair with the skewers in his head. This was disgusting. And after after that ma after that sickening spot you would as you would guess it, uh Akira was really busted up after this. This was disgusting, man. This was really, really gross. And um after after to 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 pick up the win to pick up the win, um <laughs> Masada wrapped Akira's head in a chair and then just kneed it into his head like it looked really gross. So that was a and uh Masada picks up the win after kneeing the chair into Dude's head. Awesome, 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 awesome win. next up, next up, this was disgusting. Scott Summers versus Schlack. These were two guys that looked like each other, you know. Two short, stocky, tattooed guys, their whole torsos are covered in tattoos, they're probably six foot to five foot ten, 220 pounds of all muscle, and they just bleed, and they listen to hardcore, one of them could be straight edge. But uh, this guy uh and uh what I what I liked was Scott Summers came out in a white jersey, so that automatically told you that he knew and he knew he was gonna bleed. Scott Summers and Scott Summers and um Schlag started this off with some with some arm drags which I thought was hilarious because you would think they would fucking just gone straight into fighting and throwing glass at each other as I told you. There's always glass in these things. You should just always know that glass is involved in everything. So, um, let me look at my notes here. Um, yeah, bro, this just got gross. This is this got gross. Scott Summers put a Scott Summers put a. A plastic bag on on uh, Schlack's head. Fucking gross. And uh, after a while, Scott Summers' head looked like he was wearing just a blood mask. It was disgusting. That was really, really nasty. Um, uh, Schlack won by referee stoppage. Gross. This was awful. In a good way, but awful. Next up, Oren Vite versus Eric Ryan versus Dale Patrick. This was another one that was gross. <laughs> this was another one that was disgusting. These guys just beat the shit out of each other. They've been building, ICW has been building up, building up Dale Patrick's. As the next challenger for John Wayne Murdoch, I personally think it should be Orin Vite because Oren Vite is a disgusting young freak who's he just a little he has some better matches than Dale Patrick. I think Dale Patrick kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, these this match was pretty good. Eric Bryan matches are always pretty good. Um, Dale Patrick's snuck in. He snuck in while. While Eric Ryan had, uh, while Eric Ryan had Orin invite locked in his uh, lion tamer, he has this lion tamer variation where he like holds you in the lion tamer but stomps on your head at the same time, which is pretty, which is pretty wild looking. So while he was trying to lock on the. The the stump the stuff stop I think it's called on on or invite Dale Patrick snuck in and rolled up Eric Ryan and the uh, ja, uh, Dale Patrick is challenging is gonna challenge for the American Deathmatch Championship I expect that to be gross but I think John Wayne Murdoch is gonna be is gonna be uh, retaining in that match but that's on the road. And um in the match that I wanted to see and what drove me away from J- uh Jersey Championship Wrestling Battle Bowl pay per view that they had the Saturday before, Sadiqa was challenging i I'm sorry, Sadika was challenging John Wayne Murdoch in a rematch from their 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 epic encounter from the few months ago. First off, let me just tell you Sadika is a monster from Mexico, and she's beating fucking people up right now. And uh, and Sadika gets this match jump started right away after the last the last time she she faced off with John Wayne Murdoch. John Wayne threw a, t- a bundle of light tubes at her. And in this match, in the rematch, Sadika returns the favor, and they're all over each other, man. For a lady, Sadika fights like a dude, and she is kicking his fucking ass. And somewhere down the line, John Wayne found a small guitar and just wops her ass with it. But then they kind of just went back to my favorite things. As I said, light tubes. And uh, so Sadika ate three fucking chair shots, and then and then she got suplexed off off the stage. Remember, I told you that they were in a bar. It gave it gave me Shotgun Saturday Night vibes. She went through a she went through a bunch of chairs that had light tubes stretched out all over it. That was. Definitely wild, but Sonica's a fucking monster, and she fucking kicks out after this. Wow. Wow, wow. wow. Yeah. And the the pit, the, 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 um, this was a crazy brawl, bro. John Wayne ended up getting thrown off the stage himself. He ended up going through a couple of doors wild and he John Wayne picked up the fucking John Wayne picked up the win with a sheer drop a sheer drop brain buster on an open chair and in two wild 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 account encounters that was the first pin attempt <laughs> in these matches and so after, so, John Wayne Murdoch Picks up the win In a wild death match And respect is shown From Sadika John Wayne retains All road leads to his next Challenger Dale Patrick's. Boom And that is all I got for A slice of pizza
1: That was pretty insightful And let me tell you it's just, wow Some kicked out after being slammed through chairs Holy shit Man oh my god like, All I'm going to say is Slice of pizza Please pay attention Expands your mind Think outside of mm-hmm. WWE or AEW So Anyway, so without further ado I made a time error, my friend. I accidentally set the show for an hour and a half, but luckily uh, after the show goes off air, uh, off the rails and censored, a trademark podcast on March 7, 2016. I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep it simple. I don't ever keep things short and simple, but you know what? I'm going to just beg the question, ask some questions out loud without, you know, rebuttal, but, you know, it's okay. So off the rails uncensored is a trademark 2016, the views and reflections upon which companies, AEW, APJW, MPJW, and Ring of Honor, and NWA, and Mid-South, or whatever, they are not reflective of these companies. So, without further ado, at the guest of Honor's Music, I guess, I wish he was. Anyways, monkeys in the truck, could you please hit my...
0: Look in my eyes, what do you see? The car's looking out of the key. I know your anger, I know your dream. I've
1: been real quick for all you ladies gents who tuned in to AEW. I don't give a fuck if you like CM Punk or you don't. The reason why I'm so high on this dude is because he tells the truth and he has no shame. Yes, I got wrapped up in emotions earlier saying he's on the level. But, and, you know, with six minutes left, I can make my point right down to getting down to brass tacks. If you really, truly feel that CM Punk is not a help to where he's at, you're wrong. AEW needed that. They needed that so desperately because if they didn't, all I'm going to tell you is it would have been a long, arduous process considering the facts. Okay. they were up and down with ratings. they always you know seemed to get that that core moment where, oh yeah, I've got I've got that it factor oh, we've got Cody Rhodes, oh, we have Jericho, oh, we've got m j f you know Sammy Guevara and all this nice Fuego del Sol who gives a fuck the honest to God real reason why I started you know tuning into a e w is the hope that CM Punk would finally reign supreme, you know, not maybe just reign supreme, but help it out, help a brother out, help company out. AEW was in a desperate need for that. So all I'm going to tell you is to close out this show is that Britt Baker sucks. I, I don't care for the bitch. Um, Chris Jericho, mad love to Chris. Because, God forbid, he needs all the accolades in the world because he's the best in the world, quote-unquote. For now, is there going to be a twist with CM Punk and MJF or CM Punk avoiding Hager? I don't care. The show needed a fucking boost. I'm hungry for more CM Punk. Why? Because if you give that man any subject range, he can reach it. Now... WWE has had a lot of moments where they lose characters like Aleister Black, which was key. They lost Bray Wyatt, which was key. They lost a lot of um, components to their company that were a help, not a harm. And I think the biggest one was Bray Wyatt. The other you know, big name drop that I could name drop in here would be CM Punk. Insert his name anywhere, whether it's Ring of Honor, NWA. It could be an independent company, and he would help that company a shit ton. You want a wrestling war, you got yourselves one. Now, I guess I can retire and be bored to death with SummerSlam? No, because it's in one of the greatest stadiums of all time. I mean, let's look at that Toilet Bowl Arrowhead Stadium. Could it hold SummerSlam? No, because you'd have Bugs and Cousins fucking each other. I mean, sorry, that's just my personal take on it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Chiefs fans that are going to be upset with me after this fucking segment is over. But I don't give two fucks because I'm hungry and I've worked nine hours a day and I want to eat, damn it. So, um, anyways, while I'm doing another podcast from my vehicle, son of a bitch, I feel like I'm living out of this goddamn thing. To make the point, Aaron, air Parent. CM Punk is like the welcome change that AEW has been needing. Whereas NXT is kind of flailing around and you've got some promise and perks for SummerSlam. Don't care as long as it's wrestling during this goddamn crazy times we're living in. So CM Punk, thank you, sir, for what you've done. And wow, under three minutes, my rant is fucking complete. So let me tell you something. Don't give a fuck. I just want professional wrestling where it fucking used to be. Maybe it's not getting to that point, but it's nice having two companies battle it out going for each other's throats. Me, personally, I want to see them rip each other apart. Yeah, well, like Moxley said, we don't want them at their worst like they are right now. We want them to be competitive, which is what they're kind of doing. But CM Punk may have driven that wedge a little, that nail a little further So, I don't care if, you know, WWE is on top of AEW. I just want fucking professional wrestling, okay? That's all I want. And CM Punk brought that element fucking back. It's been a while since a voice has been on TV that I actually care for. Instead of just playing past the mic like WWE Raw seems to do. Or sometimes SmackDown Live, for that matter. Anyways, folks, I got to go inside and eat. So, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to eat. I've been up nine hours, and like I said, I'm hungry, damn it. And if you think that's wrong, and you're the problem. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Latvia, Indonesia, Canada, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec, um, New York. All my relatives in New York, please be safe, okay? We know the hurricane's coming. Please, you know, take shelter. I love you all. Thank you all for listening. That is all from to old Brian Rails my crazy nutcase self. So could you idiots in the text please hit my fucking theme? I'm hungry, damn it. Hit it or I'm gonna strangle you, I swear. Ninety seconds, bitch, I know.
0: I gotta eat. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cost of something I A cult of personality, a cultural personality